thank you so much for, for joining us. We really appreciate it. It's great to be here. Thanks for, thanks for the invitation. Yeah. So tell us why you're running and, and, you know, what your experience so far has been on the campaign trail. Yeah, absolutely. The reason I'm running is when I'm on my home here in Crafton Heights, Crafton Heights is one of uh, District 2's 17 neighborhoods and District 2 has 17 of Pittsburgh's 90. When I bought my home here in the west part of Pittsburgh, I got the impression that my part of the city, this part of the city, our part of the city, just seems to be forgotten. Now, I wasn't sure if that was true, and if it was true, why that was the case. So I, I dug into the numbers. Now, Pittsburgh has two budgets. Sounds boring, right? Um, and the one, quite frankly, is the, the operations budget is you know things like salaries and benefits and that sort of stuff. But the capital budget, I think that's the fun budget. That's the budget that provides for streets and alleys and sidewalks and for children and for senior citizens and people-centered projects. That's the one that I, I get really excited about. Anywho, I looked at six years of those capital budgets. They're PDFs on the city's website. And I went line by line and entered that data into an Excel spreadsheet or a Google sheet so that I could manipulate the data. I wanted to be able to make fair comparison. And what I learned shocked me is that over the last six years, city council has allocated less than 5% of the capital budget to District 2. Now, granted, there's a huge percentage, 54%, that is citywide. So, you know, each line item has a designation, one of the nine districts, or it's citywide. Certainly, District 2 probably got some of that citywide money. I couldn't drill down into those numbers. But even when you remove that 54% out and you, you compare district to district, District 2 is seventh out of nine. We're the best of the worst. Like, that's not okay. And I think it's wild to think that we have someone in city council right now who has been there for 12 years, who currently is the city council president, and we're still seventh out of nine. For me, the last 10 years of my life, I have served and supported people who have been experiencing homelessness. I've, ex I've supported youth. I've supported families. I know what it takes to support people, to be an advocate, to, to be a voice for those people who, who don't have one or or who aren't used to using their voice. In a very non-political way, I'm a major pain in the butt when I need to be, and quite frankly, that's how I get stuff done. And it's very clear to me that the 32,000 of us who live on this side of the city, we don't have someone right now who's willing to speak up on our behalf. And I think that's more than a shame. We need someone who's gonna fight for us. And that's the reason I'm running. I'm gonna fight for our fair share. So I hope I answered your question. Oh, absolutely. It's incredible. And, you know, you're, you are a young person yourself. So I'd love to hear about, you know, your experiences running as a young person. Do people take you seriously? And the other part of that too is, uh, what do you think city council should do to, to get more young people engaged? Yeah. Oh, that second question is a really, really interesting question. Um, so my, first, my, my personal experience running. I am a young person. I'm 33 years old. Uh, I was born in 1987. I'm very squarely in the millennial category. Um, and I, I embrace that. I, I love being a millennial, though I know some of my peers don't like that term necessarily. Um, running as, as a young person has been really interesting. It was really clear to me right before I announced my candidacy that there is a club, a machine, and that I'm not invited to be a part of it. And quite frankly, I don't wanna be invited to be a part of it. You know, for these folks who are, um, who basically are valuing uh, their own political power over, over supporting and serving people, if that's what your club is, I don't wanna have anything to do with it. Because what I'm about, the whole reason I'm running, the why of why I'm running is, I believe that when individuals thrive, 
communities flourish. That's the work I want to be about. Whether it's in politics or nonprofit work or business, I don't care what it is. I want to help individuals thrive so that communities can flourish. Because I think the reality is, in fact, I know the reality is that when my neighbor does better in his or her life, that it, it in fact impacts me in a positive way. Now, the reverse is true, that when I do poorly in, in my life in a certain area, that it actually does also impact my neighbors. And it, yeah, I do mean my next door neighbor, but I also mean, you know, my neighbor down the street. And then, and then it's a sprawling effect, right? That one neighborhood impacts another neighborhood. And in fact, then it impacts the entire city. And this might sound naive, but, or maybe idealistic, I don't think it is is that when these neighborhoods are impacting the entire city and the entire city of Pittsburgh is doing better, I think that has the power to, to impact the country. And in fact, the power to impact the world. That's, I believe that, and it begins with a person. So my personal experience uh, getting in has been, oh, kind of like patted on the head and pushed aside. Um, and for good or for bad, I look younger than I am. Um, uh, that's been another thing that a lot of people, oh, he looks like he's a baby. Like, wait a second, I thought we didn't discriminate based on age. Like, aren't we America? Um, so that's really fascinating to me. It's not new though. Uh, so like I mentioned earlier for the last 10 years, I have served and supported uh, youth families and people experiencing homelessness. Um, so advocating for people who don't have a voice is, is something that I'm, I, it's something that I'm used to, and it's the 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 artificial ceilings or the artificial walls that are being put up um, is not new to me. It's still frustrating. Don't get me wrong. Right, the, these like want to pull my hair out. You had mentioned that term earlier, so maybe that's top of mind. Um, in 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 relation to um, one more thing. Sorry. While it's true that when I announced that there have been people, you know, kind of patting me on the head and pushing me aside, there have been way more people, uh, constituents on the constituent side of things. So as I knock on doors, I've knocked on over th uh, uh, 3,000 doors, 3,500 doors at this point, talked to hundreds of residents. Uh, and as I talk with these folks, wildly excited that there is somebody else running in district two and particularly that there is a young person running in district two and something a narrative that i keep hearing over and over again is yes it's time for change yes we need more young people in in city government and that's really heartening for me to hear um now re regarding your question about what can city council do for for young people i think i think the question uh, first is, well, what is a young person? Who is a young person? Um, because I could, you know, different, different ages, excuse me. So in district two, I think about young people perhaps being adolescents. Um, and, and I think then about district two not having the same city resources that other parts of the city do or does. Um, for example, if you draw a north-south line on the point and you come west of that line, you'll, which is where District 2 is, you'll find that there are zero city-owned rec centers. Zero, not one. And the city is broken into nine political districts and the city of Pittsburgh owns 10 rec centers. Like, wait a second, what's going on here? This does not seem fair to me. And certainly that's a decades old problem. You know, the district two, many neighborhoods here, frankly, were redlined and we're dealing with historic racism uh, and, and, and the, the sins of our fathers. And hopefully we're coming out of that and, and we're working toward progress and, and, and inclusion and equality. 
we have decades old problems. There's, there's no question, which means that we've had decades to solve them though, right? And, and the person who's currently in office has been there for over a decade and we have seen nothing done for young people in district two. So that's a specific, specifically district two problem. Now, your question about um, engaging young people generally in politics is fascinating to me because uh, my work right now is about, at least since 2017, has been about engaging young people um, in South, uh, Southwestern PA in some way. Uh, and young people in this in this time to mean um, people in their 20s and 30s. And that's, I think that's like the, the $100,000 question that everyone in every industry is asking. And what, so in my, I work as the director of engagement for a church. Um, that's what my day job is. I oversee a small team of folks who are missionally faced. Um, but in addition to that, I am also a Gallup certified strengths coach. So Gallup is the, you know, the national polls um, uh, organization, but they have a personality assessment that is uh, called Clifton Strengths. And, and what this personality assessment is, is it helps individuals and teams understand how they are naturally talented and how they can lean into those talents to make them strengths. So I consult with individuals and teams on, on how to do that work. All of that said is uh, I love uh, I love building teams, I love collaboration, and I love Gallup, <laughs> quite frankly. Uh, and so I read their stuff because I think that you know they're they're a powerhouse in in statistical work and just you know just general knowledge and things. And and millennials and Gen Z, uh, we know, or at least Gallup has found that millennials and Gen Z, we want we want a total well being. Now they were when they when they when they did the, this research they were looking specifically to workplace but I think we can extrapolate that data and just say we want well-being totally in our life and and they found five characteristics of what well-being means and it's career well-being it's social well-being it's financial well-being it's physical well-being and it's community well-being and I think that city council in particular can take a focus on those five aspects of well-being and think through, okay, how are we doing as a city to provide for um, financial well-being? You know, maybe maybe it's not the case that someone was raised in a family and that they know how to um, uh, balance a budget, right? So what would it look like for us to put some systems in place for folks who would want that sort of thing? Or what about um, career well-being? We have incredible institutions in Pittsburgh. I think of the Pitts or the CMUs or even the Heinz Foundations or, or the UPMCs or the higher, I mean, now granted, I know that we're talking about um, trying to, to get money from these large nonprofits. And I think that's an argument that needs to be had, but nonetheless, these institutions are incredible. Uh, and so what would it look, look like to, to double down on our partnerships with them? Um, and, and, just the amazing spaces um, that have been being starting to be created here in Pittsburgh. Um, a very small example, just in my personal life, is, is Wiggle Whiskey or Commonplace Coffee. Both of those places, by the way, are my happy places. Um, no joke. So uh, before pandemic, uh, any moment I could get, I was spending my time at Commonplace Coffee in the Mexican War, Mexican War Streets. It's a small coffee shop. And the reason I like it is because um, it's not one of those coffee shops that you go necessarily to do work in just to get work done. It's, it's not one of those deals, but rather they have these communal tables. And so what happens is you sit across from someone, there's a 
potentially a stranger, and you're probably going to strike up conversation with them. And it's likely the case that you come from different worldviews. This has been my experience, at least. And I come away a better person and I come away with, with a new friend. And Wiggle Whiskey is the same thing that, you know, before pandemic, they would have labeling parties on Tuesday nights where uh, you could go and label their bottles for free in exchange, you know, you get a drink or two. Uh, and that was like the vehicle for what was actually happening. And it was this sense of community. Again, um, meeting people that uh, for me, I otherwise wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet. So you asked the question about engagement. How do we engage young people? And I think it happens at the very local level. I, ha I think it happens in one-on-one -on -one relationships. That takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of work, uh, but beautiful things happen when when that's done. Uh, so I, I don't know if that necessarily answered your question, but uh, it's all for me connected into the why of why I'm running. And that's when individuals thrive, communities flourish. How can we be about that work? I love this. You know, a part of me is like, man, I wish I lived in district too, so I could vote for you. But uh, this, is, this is incredible. And I think um, for, the, for the young people um, who, who are watching this, um, you know, how can they get engaged with your with your campaign? I know it's like we're we're getting down to the wire. It's that end of campaign rush. Some people love it, some people hate it. Um, but what what can they do to get involved? Yeah, uh, first would be please reach out. I'd love to connect. Uh, JacobPGH.com. JacobPGH.com. Uh, if you want to volunteer, I would. Uh, I will never say no to a volunteer. Uh, JacobPGH.com forward slash volunteer. And specifically, uh, we have a couple um, big opportunities coming up. Uh, that's my dog. Uh, a couple of big opportunities coming up uh, would be May 18th. Uh, we need help working the polls. So, uh, and when I what I mean that I don't mean like uh, official poll working, but rather greeting people as they walk into the polling places and and uh, handing them maybe some uh, literature and and asking them to vote for me in a legal way. Uh, and then in addition, to that would be prior to May 18th would be phone banking and text banking. Uh, we we have. Uh, several thousand people on our phone list and we need help uh, to, to get the message out. So if that's something that you think, yeah, I can shoot a couple uh, hundred text messages out, no problem, um, then I would love to connect with you. So jacobpgh.com forward slash volunteer. And if you just wanna connect otherwise, um, I, I love meeting new people. I think that's the beauty of living in a city and specifically of, of living in Pittsburgh. Um, I'm better with you. And I think the, the reverse of that is also true. Um, so yeah, thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thank you so much. And, and you know, I really hope um, everyone watching uh, really listens to, to what you're saying and does the research. I mean, um, part of voting and, and uh, getting ready to vote in local elections is understanding who your elected officials are and what they've done for you. And so I really encourage everyone watching to to, to visit Jacob's website and, and to really learn about, about District 2. Even if you aren't in the district, it's still important to encourage your friends and, and to get involved. So thank you so much, though, for joining us. We really appreciate it. It was so great to talk with you. Likewise, likewise. Thanks again.